When I was growing up, I think most of the times when I went to Mass with my family, and we went to Mass all the time, every Sunday, if we were on vacation even, we found out where, where the church was when we, when we landed at the hotel. But I think for most of the time when I went to Mass, I pretty much just went and went home. I knew that it was important to go to Mass. I wanted to go to heaven. And I knew if you wanted to go to heaven, you had to follow the Ten Commandments. You had to stay away from the thou shall nots. Thou shall not commit murder. Thou shall not lie and steal. Honor your father, your mother. But I really felt like if you just did those things, you're going right to heaven. It was like insurance policy, you know, going to mass. You got it all set. And then it didn't happen all of it at one time, but over a, a period of time, God woke me up. And Jesus said to me, no, it's more than that. You've got to follow me. And I knew he wasn't just talking to me, that that's really for all of us, that he's saying to us, come follow me. That we, we receive uh, the, the body and blood of Jesus as food for the journey. The journey is following him. We listen to the word for wisdom about following the journey. But it's about following him. It was the moment God woke me up. Maybe you can think about the moment he woke you up. Because I'm thinking a lot of you that are here tonight are not just going to mass because you're supposed to. Or maybe tonight will be the night you wake up. I want to talk about St. Anthony and about the moment he woke up. And this is not St. Anthony of Padua. He's the Franciscan that people pray to when they lose things, you know? St. Anthony, help me. He lived in the 1500s. I'm talking about St. Anthony the Great, who was the great father of, the, of desert spirituality. He was born in Egypt in the year 251. So he lived a long, long time ago. Now there were other monks like him before him, but here's why he was called the father of desert spirituality. Most of the monks at that time who wanted to live, they knew they didn't, they didn't like the way society was. There had to be more than this. This is, you could be very contemporary for today. So they wanted to live a separate life and follow Christ. So they moved to the edge of the village or the town. They lived in their way, there was hut, their house. They, had, they lived poor. They wanted to live a life of prayer and they wanted to live a life of penance. They wanted to purify their life. What made St. Anthony so different is he didn't just go to the edge of the village or in the caves along the Nile River that were right near the edge of the village where people lived. He went way out into the desert, way out there. And he, they used to have these big hunks of bread. That's how they their food, and they have to dip them in the water actually so they could actually eat them because they were so hard. And when he went out there, other people would talk about it. The holy man went out into the desert and they too were fed up with society. So they wanted to go live near him. So he, you can see in the, online, you can see some of the, the ruins of these old places where they lived. It was like a little adobe house they would build. And then somebody else would go out there and just want to be near them. At one point, this is mind-boggling, I still can't get over it. At one point in Middle Egypt, 
There were 7,000 people out there because they just wanted something different. And what they would do is if I lived near a holy man or there were some women that went out in the desert too, so you could say there were they're desert Christians rather than desert fathers, they would go to the holy man's house and they'd knock on the door. Abba, which is the word, or the Aramaic for dad. Abba, give me a word. It was the ancient form of spiritual direction. And some of these men and women, they could look at you and they look right into your heart and know exactly what you need. And they would tell them, pray about forgiveness. Or make the Lord number one in your life. They would just say a, a word or a short phrase and then that monk would go back to his own home and just dwell on that. They would meditate on it while they were working or whatever they were doing. They would just go over and over again what the holy man gave them to think about. Now, you know, they were going out there to purify themselves. And you know what was their biggest problem? Now, I would have thought, a lot of people might think it'd be lust because they lived alone. But actually, they didn't, lust was a problem, but it wasn't the biggest one. The one they all wrote about was anger. Now, when I first heard that, I thought, how can they be angry? They're living by themselves. What are they, what are they mad at? But they would gather together on the weekends in those, in one of those big groups, and they'd celebrate mass, and they'd have a meal, and they'd go back on their own for the rest of the week. So I'd be over there at the dinner, and I'd say something, and one of the other monks would just like shake his head or roll the eyes. And then I went back to my house. What do you think I was thinking about all week? Who the heck does this guy think he is? What did he mean by that? Then the anger would come up, sometimes to homicidal levels. There was one guy who wrote, I've been out here for 15 years and I can't make any progress on anger. Sounds familiar, huh? It still happens today. But here's why I bring it up. This was St. Anthony's wake-up moment. Why did they go out there? What were they looking for? I took a course on this when I was working on my master's degree in spirituality, and our professor wouldn't tell us right away. He says, we're going to come to it. I'm going to tell you right away. He came to this spot. It's in this gospel. The reason they went out there is they heard Jesus in the gospel, in the Beatitudes, say, blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. That's why they went out there. They wanted to purify their hearts because they wanted to see God. And they believed that they would if it would happen. And you know, some of them, it did happen. They, they just rose in a spiritual level in the purification, and they write about these experiences of be, feeling completely at one with God. You call it the mystical experience. St. Teresa of Avila had these. Just a oneness with God. That's why they went. So you know what? We're in the beginning of Matthew chapter five here. Matthew's a great teacher. 
He takes all the sayings of Jesus and puts them together in three chapters, five, six, and seven. The Sermon on the Mount. And if you wanted to know what does it mean to be a Christian, here's the mini course on it right here. Chapter five, six, and seven. And we're gonna hear from passages from these chapters in the next many Sundays. Well, what I wanna offer for all of us is to be like those early monks, those men and women, who went to the door and knocked. And ask the Lord each Sunday when you come, give me a word. What passage, what word from the gospel in this Sermon on the Mount is the Lord giving you to think about over the whole week? For me, it's this one right here. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Let us pray for each other. Dear Lord, we thank you for waking us up and how you do it over and over again in our life. That there's something so much bigger that we're a part of. Help us to have open ears and open eyes and open hearts to hear your word so that our lives may be changed and we may be your presence in our world today. Amen.